0: They say, they say we should have known better than to fall so deep down, deep down into this rabbit hole we found.
1: And I was thinking on the long way down here. No life, no light, no sight, no sound I'm
0: Welcome. This is the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast, your regular dose of information security through the tempered lens of the real world experience. Now, on with the show. So welcome, folks, again to the podcast. This is Raf. Lois with me I have Victor Garcia. He's a chief technology officer for HP Canada. We're going to be talking about the cloud and some of the things that uh, we have exciting news coming out of the cloud. Uh, plus, I'm taking some of your live questions that you've tweeted up to us from the HP Cloud Canada Toronto event. Uh, Victor, welcome to the show. Hi, Raf. Pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Um, so, one of the things I'm just going to take uh, take the questions right off the bat. We'll we'll let that go, and then we'll uh, we'll address anything else we want to talk to as as we progress. Is so that that's okay with you? That's perfect. So, the, one of the first questions I think that was really interesting came from a gentleman named Hackbot. This is a uh, Twitter handle, and uh, the question is, what's your perspective on letting the entire internet pen test your service in a sandbox environment? And I think where he's going with that is, you take an application. Uh, that's normally in your data center, you put it out into the corporate internet or you, I'm sorry, you take it out and put it into the public cloud and seemingly the conception is that, you know, maybe it's available and accessible to everybody and everybody can hack you. How do you feel about that? What's your perspective on that?
1: Well, we are known for doing uh, a tremendous amount of testing and ensuring that the data that we are placing in the cloud it's um, private, protected and secure. You know, as you know, we don't currently offer um, Public cloud business applications. No, we have many examples of applications running in the public cloud, from pictures, um, book publishing. You know, a number of offerings that started with HP Labs and eventually made it to the public cloud, and it's and it's being used by millions of people. You could argue that these are being um, stress tested every single day, right? It's Absolutely, available. I put my pictures there. Maybe we put, you you may put the pictures there. It is, in fact, the
0: largest repository for pictures in the world. Right, right, and, uh, we, and we've got that Paul McCartney Library. It's online the right now.
1: McCartney Library is online. Okay, now we are in, reacting to the to the marketplace. So our what you've been hearing at the show is our efforts to enable people to create private clouds, you no know? private clouds, community clouds, federated clouds. Uh, in their environment or in our environment. Okay, uh, we have just uh, uh, announced a secure cloud service for enterprises, okay, where we will essentially run their environment in, uh, in our cloud service. We commit to and promise the same level of security and privacy uh, that they will see in, in, in any other environment. Okay. No? We give the option for customers to have a multi-tenant environment, a single-tenant environment, VPN or not, multiple layers of uh, security. So uh, the options that we choo- that we offer when we when we meet with people is uh, different options in terms of protecting their data. Uh, we are very respectful of uh, policy, of uh, of the law. You know, uh, many Canadians today need to must keep the data in Canada. Okay, so we've made that available to them to ensure That's that their enough. data stays in Canada. Now, uh, when we get into offering business applications in the public cloud, then that'll be different. Okay? And again, policies have to be directed and created by different companies in terms of where they want to keep the data. Makes uh, sense. Uh, the, you reap the benefits of public cloud when you can leverage infrastructure anywhere. Sure. Okay. and the reality is, if you deal with the likes of HFP, your data will be protected regardless of where it is.
0: Right, absolutely. And yeah, we 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 tend to be uh, we tend to be pretty pretty good about the layers of security. I've pretty much seen that uh, across the board with the uh, different sort of assets we have that we've acquired over the years, and plus the things we use at, you know, on top of that.
1: Precisely. Because we we put our brand to our offerings, so we typically will provide, and, and that may be one of the reasons why we want. to take our time in terms of making sure that the offerings uh, address the concerns and the needs. Okay? Yep. Uh, we, we currently provide the infrastructure and the hardware for some of the biggest cloud services in the world. Okay? Search engines, social media um, uh, providers, service providers. Okay? Uh, so we, we've been doing this for, for, for a long time. Okay? We know how to enable private, community, or public clouds. Uh, and uh, in terms of letting everybody test it in the sandbox, we haven't thought of it. Okay, you would have to analyze issues of privacy. What else, we think that those that we offer today, they are um, living up to it.
0: Yes, okay. uh, otherwise you'd hear otherwise, I'm sure. Otherwise, would hear otherwise. Yeah. So the next question came from um, uh, Bill Pelte, who uh, has the question of. Uh, virtual processing is great, but how are we supposed to layer uh, on data privacy? In other words, with the to the cloud rush, uh, hat tip to our friends at Microsoft Marketing, um, why are there uh, why aren't there any effective integration patterns emerging? Because lift and drop is just such a bad idea. Right. And I know you've got some thoughts on that.
1: Right. So data privacy, huge issue. Yeah. Okay. And it starts with uh, whether your data will be uh, encrypted or not okay we, we, we are working on uh, processes where we we'll are be able to encrypt the data before it goes to the cloud and decrypt it when it comes back we are working on uh, private cloud offerings you no know, community cloud offerings where essentially the data is segregated in a particular area we will guarantee where the data is where the backups are okay um, uh, and then if a particular company or organization or entity wants to keep the data in a particular area we will keep it there Hmm, okay. We're doing that t- today. You know? We're doing that for large governments, for large organizations, for enterprises, and we are managing their data in a private cloud. Okay? We, in fact, we spoke about this at uh, one of the sessions today. Uh, legal firms doing e-discovery. Well, it's unlikely that a legal firm would allow data that could be used in e-discovery to go to the public cloud.
0: Absolutely. That, does, that doesn't seem like a good use case.
1: Right. So that's, that's a good example of somebody using a private cloud, where you can still see the benefits, savings. You, know, you don't need to have your own IT department, your own software, your own hardware. You can benefit from a cloud environment, but it's not a public cloud environment.
0: So that makes sense. I mean, do you see a lot of these, and to question, you question, know, a lot of these patterns emerging as you start migrating customers and as you start migrating um, particular uh, instances of corporate, uh, you know, data centers or corporate IT from internal to uh, public cloud instances. Do you st- are you starting to see any kind of cookie cutters, any kind of patterns, any kind of things that we can reuse across uh, across these different uh, migrations?
1: It, yes, that, I mean, that, that is exactly one of the benefits of using cloud uh, technology is to reuse um, common platforms, common software, common infrastructure, okay? Uh, so, the policies in terms of what is acceptable to, f- to where you store your data will have to be uh, decided by each uh, company. We, luckily, because we know this business, we are, we are helping some of them. You know? We are able to assess, where they are, what compliance they need to, uh, to, um, to live by, uh, uh, and then make a recommendation. No, we, we believe in this concept of a hybrid environment. Some companies must have cloud in their premise. Some companies may be able to use a private cloud. Some able companies may be able to use some aspects of their data in a public cloud. The ability, though, is to manage all of that as, in, as if it was one environment.
0: Right, and that, that becomes sort of a challenge. I think that's one of those things where we look for, you know, what things. If I'm a if I'm a customer thinking about migrating out to a cloud environment, I'm thinking security. Obviously, first and foremost is a security. Uh, somebody responsible for the security aspects of that company or that migration. I want to know what has somebody else done, what have, what have your other customers done, what things can you tell me, right, what kind of, what kind of wisdom can you impart on me from all that experience you've mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have any of this kind of stuff open and available to mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to customers or maybe those uh, that you have like white papers or anything that we can offer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we
1: have white papers, we have access to consultants, we have case studies.
0: Fantastic. You know,
1: provided that we are not infringing any, any, any privacy issues. Uh, we have cases where we've helped companies understand not just where their main data would be, but where their, bec- their backups would be.
0: Yeah, that's, a, that's no? an important thing. If your backups are in the same cloud that crashes or has an issue, availability issue. Or is
1: accessible. Or <laughs> okay. is accessible,
0: right? Exactly. It,
1: there is a big issue. You know, we, we live in a global village, so um, who really owns your supplier? Who What is going to happen if they sell the company?
0: No? Yeah, that's a challenge. I've exactly. heard that question many times. In fact,
1: yeah. In fact, March 16th, I'm one of the speakers at a legal cloud conference. Ooh, so, I wouldn't want to do that. I thought that <laughs> a lot of lawyers. Everybody's a lawyer. <laughs> oh and my we're finding right now that every lawyer in town wants to know about the implications of cloud. Okay? Because uh, there are many implications of cloud. You know, we, uh, we have uh, some, some customers that are not comfortable with their data staying in the cloud without a backup of that in their own premise. Likely, we can give them that. We can say, you know what, we happen to be one of the largest providers of cloud backup. Hmm. But if you wanted to keep a copy of that in your office, we can keep a copy in your office.
0: Yeah, well, we certainly have the, the storage hardware, don't we? Yes, we do. And multiple options. That actually yeah. leads me perfectly right into the next question, which I know you and I have talked about a little bit earlier. Is uh, uh, this comes from a gentleman named Ron Service. Um, how does one establish bandwidth requirements when establishing a pipe to the cloud? And I know you have lots to say about that. Very important question very important
1: question because it is in fact one of the aspects of cloud that many are forgetting and that is the network okay you can have a successful cloud without the proper network okay it's an integral part of that yet you don't see many companies offering network management cloud management for networks okay Mm -hmm. so HP is uh, one of the first companies to offer uh, the integration of network and cloud so, we are considering network just as much as we consider storage or server or platform or application. Uh, know, think, think of the concept of pipe as a service, you know, the ability to manage, integrate your network, your pipe, together with your application, your storage, and then the ability to um, help service providers. You know, in Canada, the majority of pipe is managed by service providers. Okay, Well, they need help, and they are, uh, some of them, looking at our tools on in terms of how they manage that network to provide a complete cloud experience. Mm. But the same applies to governments, legal firms, large enterprise. Okay, So imagine that a government could start managing their network in the same way that they could manage their data. Okay. So, directly uh, or in conjunction with partners, you know, and the um, Alcatel uh, a network management solution is one of the things that I can mention, uh, we are making that possible by incorporating network management together with security and storage and processing and applications.
0: And if, if I may, you know, kind of, this is our own podcast, but if, you know, as, as a, at a show like this, I think it's kind of cool to be able to look around and say, hey, you know, we are probably one of the strongest and only vendors that can say, we can actually help you manage completely end-to-end, right? The network flow, the servers, the software that manages it, and then the capacity. I mean, that's kind of a powerful story. Uh, do, your, uh, do your customers up here in Canada really kind of uh, dive into that? Because that sounds mm. really compelling.
1: Very powerful, very compelling, um, sometimes complex to tell.
0: That's a, that you sounds know? like a complex story. Because it is a, it's a, a ton of story. moving parts. Exactly.
1: We, can, we do things that our, our competitors don't. We do things that go beyond what others do. And uh, you have to have the time and the interest in explaining all of that. I mean, events such as this are great because this is a place your data to how you secure it, to type of applications, to how you prepare for it, how you manage it, how you secure it, different options. Um, and part of what we are seeing is a huge amount of education. You know, education, helping people decide what is the best environment. Mm. Uh, it, openness, you know. I. I I have often said that um, companies do business with HP because they want to, not because they have to. And what you see in the cloud is an example of that. Now we right. will give the option of multiple hypervisors, multiple platforms, multiple uh, hardware and software environments. Okay, Cloud system metrics is one example of still the ability to manage all of that as if it was one system, but still giving you the option to have Different options.
0: Well, we see that uh, with all the partners that we have in, in the, in the uh, vendor exhibit hall out there. Partners uh, are
1: huge. Partners are huge, huge, hugely important because a segment of uh, business that will perhaps benefit from cloud initially will be companies that we serve through partners. Mm. Okay, So they play a huge role helping us reach them, educate them, uh, provide the solutions they need, okay, and, uh, and let us focus directly on some of the accounts that we sell directly to.
0: Right, um, so uh, Dave, who goes by the Twitter handle of Brew Ninja, I bet I know what he does uh, for good t- for his spare time. But um, he wants to ask, the, I guess, the one question that I always like to ask all the vendors I work with when I was uh, when I was a consumer is, you know, how much of your own dog food do you eat? Right? How much? Uh, how much do we, as a as a high tech company, actually use cloud based or public private types of cloud services? And I know it's kind of a difficult question without giving away too much. Uh, intellectual property, but what can you tell us about that?
1: So I can tell you what we we talk about openly. Um, The answer is a substantial amount. We have implemented uh, many of the management systems internally to manage our own private cloud. We use the uh, external cloud to the degree that we don't infringe in either corporate policy or any other policies. Uh, we use uh, a variety of cloud um, applications to run our business. Um, uh, our employees are examples on the use of cloud, all the way from social media uses. Now we have internal, multiple internal social media sites, external so- social media sites. We have a huge presence on Facebook, okay, from each one of the different business units. We analyze data. You know, we, we have become famous by the ability to analyze unstructured data in the web, Twitter analysis, Twitter analysis, Facebook, websites, and convert that, convert that sentiment into meaningful data.
0: That is this cool. Is we it. talked about that the other day, being able to determine um, from the one example I saw is the white paper, and I'll post a link on the uh, podcast for anybody that's interested, but the ability to determine whether a movie will, that hasn't come out yet will do well, or poorly based on uh, whether people talk about it or how they talk about it or whether there's dead silence on it.
1: There you go, exactly. Okay. Using Twitter data to analyze sentiment. But many, many companies can analyze whether you like something or not. You know? But what about converting that into financial data?
0: That's, that's pretty that's, powerful. That's
1: the key. Okay, so multiple products. I mean, there's a huge project in uh, HP Labs in the area of forecasting. You know, how, how can you tap into the knowledge of the masses? And convert this knowledge, you know, into financial
0: forecasts. That's the ultimate. The future, it's the right? ultimate in crowdsourcing. The
1: ultimate in crowdsourcing, precisely. And that happens because this knowledge, right now, I mean, how we manage knowledge is very different. Um, today, knowledge doesn't come from databases of structured data. It comes from human information. Yeah. Data that exists in our minds, in our guts, in our experience. Yeah. Information that people are willing to give us for free um human information and meaning that we are extracting from data to help us run the business better
0: so analytics that sounds pretty it's pretty compelling i mean i you know speaking of sentiment as as i sort of walked out there a little bit and, you know talked to some of the customers that have been around here um, i get the sense that there's a lot of big enterprise customers which is i guess you know the the, the typical customer that does business with us but there's also a lot of these small and medium sized companies uh, particularly some of the folks that i talk to that are thinking about cloud computing and going, okay, I don't have the in-house knowledge or talent. Um, I, you know, uh, To quote uh, Wendy Nader, I, we live below the security poverty line, right? We can't afford good security. How does the cloud help me do that, or does it? Yeah, well, it's,
1: it's a similar thing happened with mobility. You know, um, Some argue that smaller companies benefit from mobility more because they were forced to do that because th- the same person was uh, in the shop selling, moving, so mobility helped them compete with the larger companies. You know, um, today, the cloud, in some cases, has the ability to help smaller companies, companies that uh, may not be able to afford uh, the type of sophistication they need to run a secure cl- cl- cloud environment. Okay, they understand it they wanted yeah okay but and the cloud is, pr- is presenting this uh, this um, flat field that allows them to compete against larger companies so we are seeing interest from large enterprise bigger enterprise government uh, and of course
0: from small a small B- bottom line is it affo- is it affordable for a small small and medium-sized business to dive into the cloud right now
1: if I own a small company I don't see why I don't see why I would um, customize my own software. Buy my own software.
0: So you're saying it's a f- it's, it's, it'd be silly not to. Exactly. It, it,
1: experience is showing us that customizing software versus uh, changing the process to adapt it to a standard is the way to go. So smaller companies are more flexible. So why customize your software? Okay? Yep. Why not just have a, a secure cloud-based uh, CRM, ERP, inventory control, and focus on your business?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And because I'm a security-minded guy, i got to ask, you know, as we ch- turn the page, perhaps on a, on a technology delivery paradigm from the classic IT runs the show to IT as a broker for you know strategic delivery of of compute technology. Do you think we're getting any more secure?
1: I think we are. I, th- I think we are understanding security better, uh, and uh, you know we, we we have a huge practice on security. You know, so we are we understand how to assess what is going on, how to transform it, how to manage it, how to secure it. Okay, Uh, the attacks are growing
0: exponentially. Nobody agrees. Nobody argues that point. Exactly.
1: So that is forcing us to come up with better tools. Okay. Uh, On the other hand, the reality is that we companies have been running from hosted environments for a long time. Very true. Also, so we've learned to to uh, to trust it. Okay, so it, it isn't it isn't a, a, a far fetched jump to to the cloud. I mean, many companies today run their inventory controls or the human resources from hosted environments. To extend to an extent, it depends who you buy from. Very true. Right. Very different to buy from an HP, to buy from a, a established. Uh, a Reputable company than to buy from somebody that may sell your data. Very true. Okay, so that's part of our our work, okay, and uh, of the the background and the research that we have to do. Again, not that costly. Lots of people willing to help. Lots of people, people with expertise. Absolutely. Um, security is it, it is an issue, but it's an issue that can be addressed.
0: Well, th- th- I think that's the one thing I take away from this is I think uh, everybody can walk out of this these Master of the Cloud conferences, little mini trade shows we host, understanding that it's possible, and uh, we're giving them sort of the roadmap to do it. Victor, I appreciate you uh, being on the show. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Ruff. Take care. Great. Thanks for listening. The conversation continues online at hp.com go slash cloud, and we'll see you in the cloud.